Hello, this is Tim Rausenberger. Today is Wednesday, June 28th, 2017. This is Episode 8, Musical Mistakes. I'd like to start this podcast episode with a quick preface. All of the lessons and the episodes that I am teaching to people can be applied to literally any content areas, whether it's sports, whether it's academics, whether it's parents raising their children. And I hope that you can take these strategies and these approaches and apply them in some way, even if you're not a musician in this particular case. So here is musical mistakes. Take, for example, a beginning trumpet player who's about to play Twinkle Twinkle Little Star in Concert B-flat for the very first time after she had it assigned the previous week. Now, we know that this song is going to start with two Cs, two Gs, two As, then two Gs, and so on and so forth. So she starts a song, and she plays two Cs, and she plays two Gs. Then the next two notes are supposed to be two A's. She puts down the first and second valves, but it, two E's come out. What do you do? Do you stop the student right away as a music teacher? Do you allow the student to continue on and say nothing at all? Do you get angry because the notes were wrong? Do you get frustrated at either the student or yourself, or both. How do you react? This is the conundrum. And I firmly feel this situation is the very thing that separates the bad teachers from the good teachers from the great teachers. The bad teacher is constantly correcting without even giving the student a second to even process what she did wrong. Yes, you're going to have students out there who have a tough time. Could be very difficult for, for them. Maybe they're having issues with the musical concepts, the physical issues associated with playing the trumpet, whatever the case may be. But you have to give them a chance to fail. People say, well, we want them to be successful. Well, of course, everybody wants them to be successful. But in order for any of us to be successful in any, in any field, in order to succeed, you must fail first and fail often. That's the way that you achieve success. Not correcting the student with every teeny tiny little thing that she does wrong. Now, the good teacher or even a very good teacher, might listen to the student and commend the student on the good things, but also say some bad things. Unfortunately, people as a whole are wired to focus on the negative. So even though the intent was good, and you clearly have demonstrated that you're a good teacher because you did mention the good things, she might forget all those good things that you said at the start because the last thing that she heard were the negative things. I shouldn't say negative, 
the bad things or the things that need to be corrected. But how about this approach? The student plays the song. More than half of the pitches are completely incorrect. But the rhythms are perfect. And all the fingerings are spot on. And there's this nice trumpet tone with clear tonguing. To me, I consider that a huge success. That's a change I made in my teaching several years ago. If a student is playing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and she hits those E's, I do not make a huge deal about it. I'll certainly make sure she knows at some point that she missed those A's. It might be at that lesson or at the latest, the very next week. But I'm not going to dwell on it. If it's still an issue after three or four weeks, we'll visit that situation if that happens. But by maintaining that positive approach in the early stages of a child's development on a musical instrument and showing appreciation for the fact that that kid went home, worked on her fingerings, hopefully her foot tapping, her note reading, her rhythms, you have to be happy with that. They're kids. Now, if the student didn't practice at all, that's a totally different situation, and that's something I'm going to discuss in a later episode. But when you're dealing with a student who did work very hard, it's so important that you don't find yourself correcting things to the point of, quite frankly, being annoying. I've seen advanced ensembles where the conductor is just an uncomfortable person to be around. Too demanding. Nothing is ever good enough. Rehearsals are constantly negative. And there's nothing wrong with being a stickler with certain types of things. Making sure the band starts and ends together. It's a pretty important concept. Obsessing over three or four measures or a transition or complex rhythms. Okay. Yes, that does need to be done. But if you do that every single rehearsal, quite frankly, you become irritating. And when you keep on saying the same thing and you carry that over from your large groups, now into your small groups, now into one-on-one -on -one lessons, there has to be a change. There has to be differentiation with your concepts. I stand by the most important way that students learn is they must make mistakes and when they make mistakes, don't freak out about it. Find the middle ground. Acknowledge the good that they did. And then focus on the things where they need help. In other words, be a great teacher.